is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk is rough. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. And I'm Jerry. And this is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. There you go. How you guys doing tonight? Wonderful. Oh, good. Very good. It's been a, been a good week. It's, it's good to hear. Uh, I want to start the show off real quickly. Um, we've all got a friend, um, Diane Morgan Randolph. We, we went to high school with her. Um, Great grade school for you and we I. We all That's did, true, yeah. Right? High school for me. We love you, Diane. You've yep. been around forever. And Patrick. Great and husband. Yeah, Pat, uh, what a guy. But their daughter Molly had uh, surgery today. She had an enlarged heart and some other issues, but uh, she went through surgery, came out good. She's recovering, doing well. But I just want to ask everybody that's watching and listening to our podcast to send, uh, you know, positive vibes, prayers, thoughts, whatever, however you get down, send them to the Randolph family for us. We'd really appreciate it. We love you, Lady Don. Indeed. Love you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Question for you guys. One of the bands that we had uh, featured on one of our shows, and I won't name the names, but they've decided they've uh, completed an album, and I want to get your guys' take on this. They have elected, instead of releasing the album all at once, they have elected to make videos for the first four or five songs and just release singles one at a time instead of releasing the whole album. And uh, Jerry, what do you they're think gonna, about that? They're going to release singles the whole album or just a little single first, then the album? From from what I'm gathering, the whole album is going to be released, and maybe the first four or five is going to have videos associated with it. So, Well, I mean, I don't mind uh, releasing a single a month or two before the album comes out, but then drop the album. Drop it. Yeah. What do you think, Jim? Well, I'm a, I'm a singles guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite format is the seven under three single. minutes. Under yeah. three minutes. My, under three minutes. My favorite. <laughs> for, my favorite format is a seven-inch single. Right. Because it's, um, you know, say your piece, hero or zero. You you either get it right or you don't. Um, and so that it kind of harkens back to, you know, back in the '60s, bands didn't put out albums. They put out singles, and then if the single sold, then the record company would say. Hey, we need, hey, we need an album. Right. And then they would rush in and turn out some piece of garbage. Well, we're, but um, we're in a digital most, age. Mostly, mostly full of cover. Mostly full of cover. Yeah, things. extra stuff. Uh, filler <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're in a digital age where <clears throat> there is no true singles. Uh, if you go to iTunes and you purchase for 99 cents a single, there's no B-side. You're not getting two songs. You're getting one song. You're not getting the the feel of a 45 to flip over and listen to the other side and decide you like that song better. It's a single. Uh, it truly is a single. True. However. Talk uh, to us, Jim. Talk to us. We, we really live in a singles age because you don't, you can buy any song as a single now. You can buy any song off the album. Just go buy the song. Well, that's, so uh, as, as opposed to buying the whole album. Well, that's kind of my point, though. Release the whole album. First of all, you guys, and you know who you are, <clears throat> assemble your feces and assemble and put out the whole album at one time. Assemble, and if I only want to buy your, a single, assemble your what? I will buy a single. I have that option. 
But what I want to do is I want to listen to the whole <laughs> album. You all right over there, Jay? Yeah, I thought I heard you say assemble your uh, something. Fe- your feces, yes. I believe I believe you I believe you heard correctly. <laughs> I, I did not stutter on that. Woo! Now, if you release the whole album and I can peruse it through the digital format and decide I don't like that song, it's too slow, I don't like that one, it's, then I can buy a, a single. I have that option. But coming from the old style, old school, I want to listen to the whole album, the continuity of the album, the flow of the album. And that's how I get down when I listen to music. I don't want to listen to singles. I've never, my, my, my son, Dominic, who I want to give him a special shout out to, because he's the one has been sending me a lot of the memes that we've been throwing out there on uh, Instagram. Oh, he's got it together. Your boy's got it together. Yeah, you know? he does. But he, he's a singles kind of guy. And I used to tell him, buy the whole album. What's wrong with mm-hmm. you? I know, but that's that's he's a product of his day. Well, his his excuse is, well, I don't have enough space in my iPod. Well, that's not a, that's not an issue anymore. Everybody's no, got room. that's not. <laughs> um, but but I agree with you. There's something beautiful in putting on an album and hearing the continuity because they picked the songs to put them in a particular order. Right. And when you hear them in that order, the album sort of has a certain continuity and a sense to it. You get uh-huh. the feel of the album. Correct. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. You don't get that with singles because, unfortunately, we're in a disposable era right now, and that's kind of where this comes from. I'm going to throw out this single, and in two months, three months, no one's going to be talking about it, so I'll release another single. Well, we've we've taken away the value of music Yeah. in the age of, uh, for those of us who remember Napster, (laughs) that that music should just be free. You could share it. Well, now you've taken all the value out of it, and you can just hand it off from person to person. Um, and it, and it undercuts the work of the people who, who, who are making the music. Well, takes me back to yeah. It takes me back. Sorry to interrupt, guys, but mm. that little tidbit there, Jim, takes me back to when you'd give loan somebody your album. Okay, you can listen to it for a week. Yeah. And how do we, yeah? How do we get it back? it back? All messed up and all scratched. Well, and, and, <laughs> I'm sorry that just popped in my head. Well, you'd even lo- you would physically hand them the album. Right. I want it back in a week, bro. Even and the now whole, everything, everything is instant, 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 instant. You guys have seen the picture, oh. the meme of uh, kids, you know, of today will never know the struggle of making a mixtape. Remember, you had to listen to the whole song. You had right. to listen to 90 minutes or 60 minutes worth of music. <laughs> yep. You didn't just drag and drop and, oh, baby, I love you. Here you go. I was thinking mm. of you. No, you had to listen to the whole thing. I like that, Frank. I yeah. like that a lot. Yep. Yeah. And uh, when you're making mixtapes for the car... Mm-hmm. Oh. Boy, you you better make sure you get it right because yeah. if if you come along that one song, it's like, oh, why mm-hmm. did I put this on here? <laughs> it just killed it. Or why did yeah. they put it on? Why there? Somebody hands you the mixtape, right? Like, dude, why is this on there? Afternoon delight. You can't you can't have that one clinker on there, man. It's it's got to be good all the way through. Yep. Yeah, we don't need that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Or if you heard parts of a song that started and then it got cut. So you're like yeah. a half a second of, and then, yeah, it, well, was, it wasn't easy folks back in the day. Well, Cindy and easy. I used to talk about how you would stick, sit next to your little cassette recorder with the microphone by the radio and pray that the DJ would shut his mouth because this is the only time you're going to be able to get the song because you got to go to bed, you know? So you right. wait and, and they always talk. And they over talk the over the intro. That's how they're trained. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Good DJs know exactly when the lyrics start and they, Flap their gums right up until that moment. Yeah, real down steel. Yeah, 
Machine Gun Kelly and all of them. (laughs) Oh, well, so again, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who you are. Release the whole album. Will you just drop a bone? Yes. If if it's all that. I'm not overly bothered by it, but... um, Jim's kind of right, Frank. Uh, you and I are more older, you know. I, I, Jim, I mean, we're all the same age, folks. We, you know. Actually, Frank, Frank's but, the youngest one amongst I us. I am. I'm really, but he's yeah. he's the more kaji one. You know, he's. <laughs> but Jim's kind of right, Frank. In these days, everything is, you know. And, and to get back to your son Dom, everything is single, 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 yeah. single. You guys and I would hang out, and, and I remember if they, I don't even know if they dropped singles back in those days, album. But uh, to me. Again, my example is Van Halen 2012, a, a different kind of truth. They dropped Tattoo. Right. Now, that's the first Van Halen song with Roth since 1984, right. literally, the album and the year. So it was like a teaser. Well, exactly. And then the album dropped, I don't know, a month later, whatever, and I love that. That's, but, not, but, a, that's not an unusual practice. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Days, to uh, but, release, but to release a single ahead of, uh, yeah. ahead of the album. If yeah. you pre-order the album, you get that one song. And you wait and you wait and then you wake up one morning. All of a sudden, you got the whole album on your phone. Right? Like, oh, booyah! Here it is. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I guess the hope would the hope would be that they release the singles in the same order that they are on the album. Yeah, and that never happens either. Now, guys, yeah. you guys are more in the biz. Is it is it a money thing? Is it a I don't want to oversaturate thing? Is it give them a little bit at a, at a time thing? What is it? Or is it just these days? That's just the way it's done, and that's it. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to speak for those guys. Yeah, everyone's got their own reasons for doing that. Yeah, we can only. We would. I would only be able to guess at it, and um, okay. I don't. I don't think that's fair to them. I'm sure. No, it's not. I'm Good sure point. they gave it a lot of thought. It wasn't something they, you know, right. just thought up on the fly and okay. said, "Oh, hey, yeah, let's do that." I mean, they're not dummies. Okay. They have a reason no, they're for not. why <laughs> they're doing it. I don't agree with it. Release the whole album. Mm, drop it. End of story. Drop it. Yeah. Give me a single. Wet my whistle. <laughs> drop it. That would be uh, that would be my approach for release the whole yeah. album. Yeah, Just because you. I don't I don't have the patience to release a single every <laughs> no. every month or two or whatever. Well, and when I've had music and I've put it out, um, I'm so glad to be over and done with it. The recording process once it's over. And then I want to share it with everybody. That you just want to get it all out there. Yeah. yeah. So that way I can start on the next thing. You know, so I, that's just my opinion. But, you know, I'm, of course, I've made pennies, pennies compared to, to most musicians who are out there. Selling I own music. all your stuff. And that's for where I got my pennies. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You are my biggest well, fan. Well, I wasn't I wasn't given pennies. I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, there you go again. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my two cents on that. Um, we're going to be looking at um, Deep Purple, uh, Machine Head in a little Machine bit. Head. What an album. Um, good album to, to talk about. And you talk about singles. There's a, They have a single on there that I think we're probably all sick of. I am. <laughs> but you know, when you, uh, when you listen to the whole album in its entirety, it's Beautiful. got a whole different concept. You can just skip over smoke on the water the rest oh. of the album i thought it had some pretty good continuity to it but you guys turned me on to a beauty there i was never into deep purple never and yeah. this album just kicks butt great well we'll get My to that gosh. in a little bit yes yeah 
Well, why don't we talk about the bands we're going to present? And uh, let's, let's start do. with you, Jerry, because I know you've got a uh, uh, real good artist you want to talk about. Yes, uh, the artist is D.L. Rossi, R-O-S-S-I. Uh, soul, deep soul, um, uh, American blues man is what they say. Uh, his his key phrase is, the one I highlighted is, he takes his brokenness and writes damn nice songs about it. <laughs> and it's, it's they got pedal steel in the folks out in Conspiracy Land. There's pedal steel guitar. There's, But it's like... Uh, he just reminds you uh, in a very clean way. It's very raw. It's mm -hmm. not overproduced. It's very raw. It's beautiful. And it's just, you know, the guy was is a cancer survivor. You know, he fell in love, got divorced, you know, played around, did the booze, did the same. Like, you know, and it it's such a wonderful album. And it comes in at 30 minutes, Jim. And it's just, <laughs> it's just beautiful. And if I may, he debuted... Uh, with an EP called The Apartment in 2015. He's got Crooked Love Volume 1, Crooked Love Volume 2, and this album, Frank, mm -hmm. A Sweet Thing, which the single This Road is off of, mm -hmm. um, came out about two weeks ago, folks. Uh, it, it's it's just... Um, it, it's not a downer. It's just... I'm listening to the songs, and it's just... It's like, yeah, I went through that. I didn't like it. Yeah, and it's just... It's, it, this guy's beautiful. This guy's broke beautiful. Um, we got drums on Christian Pascal. We got bass J.R. Collins. We got guitars, mandolin, pedal steel, Kenny Hudson, keyboard Grant Pittman. Uh, he's a Detroit native. He's out of Nashville now. Produced and mixed and engineered by his brother Nolan Rossi. Mm -hmm. uh, mastered by Joe Causey. Uh, and a little tidbit, guys, a little tidbit. Back in the day when they had the freecreditreport.com band, <laughs> the three-piece. Right. Remember? Well, then they came out with a, a national search, and they came out with the new band, and it was that five-piece. It's like a curly-haired guy with glasses. Guess who's playing the drums? Danny Rossi back yeah, then. Right. D.L. Rossi now. That is and, funny. And he, he, it, it's just such a, it's such a whammy. Because when I found out that was him, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I go, yeah, that's him. That's but him. now he's got long hair, full beard, but it's just soulful, beautiful lyric, very raw recording, simple and it just, it, it, you know, Wish We Had More Seconds on Our Watch is yeah. one of his songs. You know, uh, I, you know, I Need a Good Woman for a Good Man. It's just, it's beautiful, soulful stuff. And it's, it's, I love it, Frank. What a fine. This, I listened to this like six times. Cool. And, and it's just, uh, it takes you places. It reminds me of, a, at a time in my life, I'm in a dive bar in Mississippi mm -hmm. and I'm in the corner and there's this, this one dude that just rolls up and he's got his guitar and his harmonica and he just lays it out yeah. and you get emotional and like I'm getting now folks, <laughs> but this is just heavy, deep, raw, beautiful stuff about life's, uh, life's issues and how we get through them and how we succeed and carry on. So DL Rossi and the song is this road, this road. Yes. Let's give it a listen. Oh, yeah. 
D.L. Rossi mm. This Road. Good oh. stuff. Get the album, folks. I, I hear A what sweet you're, thing. you're talking about with the uh, very emotional music. Oh, it's 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 beautiful. Right. It's that that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. Right. A sweet thing by D.L. Rossi. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, you know, I love to rock and you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah. sometimes you gotta take a step back and like, oh man, I remember when I went through that. Oh man, I remember when I went through that. Yeah. And it's not a downer. I don't I don't I don't finish the album and think, man, I'm down right now. I, I finish the album thinking, man, I really appreciate getting those part of my emotions uh revisited. Right. Is how I take it. I, I don't get I don't I'm not down about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I was twenty four. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. I was twenty eight when that happened. So it's just, and again, it's very raw, very simple, just beautiful. His voice, some wonderful backup singers, and it's it's beautiful stuff. D.L. Rossi. And it's funny that you're you're describing his music this way because I just posted on Instagram today the guitar pick that said music is what feelings should sound like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. What'd you think, Jim? Um. I really appreciated it. Um, I love the mix on it. it it's just um, engineered so well and produced and, so well. Yeah. And uh, great bass tone in there. Yeah. Mm. Um, obviously, I listen for that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah. Being a bass player myself. Um, he is, folks. He's a badass. Uh, good song. I mean, he's got the the – his voice really matches the song. I mean, so um. – um, so this is the only song I've heard so far. And so I thought the guy's got really a great country and Western voice uh-huh. and, and it really, it really matches well with that, that steel guitar in there. And, uh, but, uh, good tune. I mean, uh, oh. well written, you know, the yeah. song, songcraft is great. Yes. No, I agree. It's beautiful. And he's available on Bandcamp. Um, and did you see anywhere else where people could? Uh, oh yeah, check out Facebook. His music? They're on, he's on YouTube. His old band is on YouTube also. Also, which is the band that won the uh, CreditReport.com commercial is Victorious, as in we are victorious. <laughs> Secrets, not the not the, <laughs> not the chonies. A little play on words there. So if you go to YouTube and look up Victorious Secrets, mm-hmm. you'll see him playing drums, folks. Son but now guy. he's he's he writes his own stuff. He's on guitar. Uh, he's got a good band. It's beautiful stuff. Again, cancer survivor, divorce survivor, 
you know, the blues happen to you once in a while and some people can, can share it. Yeah. Uh, uh, in a way that, um, you can accept it and think, yeah, man. Yeah. That happened to me. And, and that's how I took it. I, again, I wasn't bummed out after listening to it. It's just, it takes you to me, music and rock and roll takes you all the places. Right. We mostly like the happy party ones, but sometimes, you know, you get into one. Oh yeah. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful album. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. sweet thing. D.L. Rossi. sweet thing by D.L. Yeah. Rossi. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Jerry. Yeah. Wonderful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, present my band. Um, they're called the Night Talkers. And uh, they, they call themselves a punk band. And I call them a good rock and roll band. Um, matter of fact, as I'm talking, I'm going to post up a uh, photo that they sent me. They're getting ready to go on tour, I think, Friday of this wow. week. And they'll be all over the place. But um, their original bassist, um, <coughs> he his name was uh, Matt. And they had written some songs together because they were just three guys that wanted to get together and play live. And then along the way, as life happens, uh, Matt decided uh, I have to assemble my feces and get my life together. <laughs> and so he quit the band. And... I just figured it out, Frank, what you're saying. Well, <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I wasn't always the sharpest tool oh, in the shed, boy. but I, I got it. <laughs> That's a charter of high school education. There, better, be- better late than never. Assemble wow. your fecal matter, folks. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry. I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got their their new bassist, Will, and they they kind of one of the deciding factors of putting him in the band was he had a van, and you know he could haul the gear around. So that's always a plus when you're uh, starting a band out is you need someone who can carry the gear around, and uh, Will fit that bill. So his name's Will Carter. He plays vo- uh, bass and vocals. On uh, guitars, we have Elliot Pride, um, guitars and vocals. Uh, Elliot Varula, also, he plays drums and vocals as well. The album um, is called Code 1079. It, it came out April 12th of this year, and I'm going to play you the single of that called Code 1079. Um, in my police days, that was that meant a bomb threat. So uh, oh. I'll have to check it out and see. If that uh, fits in with the groove of the song, I'm pretty sure it does. But these guys uh, started, they were just going to do an EP, and they kept doing songs and more songs, and they end up releasing an LP. And uh, they've got a, a good variety of songs, but they're, they're hard rockers all the way through. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to play for you is Code 1079. Here we go. <laughs> Ahead in the dark, 
I'm going to cut that off right there. I like that. You know, I immediately thought of old Iron Maiden running free. You know, just that kind of. Oh, wow. You know, punkish. Because that, that first couple albums that they did had that punk flavor to it, you know, but they were rock and roll. Um, and, and this kind of does the same thing for me. I, I like the way that they, you know, it's three guys is making some noise and, and doing a good job making that noise. What'd you think, Jim? Yeah, they kind of strike me. Um, you know, when I, when I first heard it, uh, was it last week or whenever you, you sent it over? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just thought good, good hard rock, but listening to it right now, after you made the kind of punk statement, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely got some punk overtones in it. Um, I would say, uh, whether you're a punk or whether you're a, you know, a hard rocker, uh, you could get into this band, you know, uh, kind of like, Agreed. yeah, kind of like, uh, you know, back in the days of early motorhead, you know, were they mm-hmm. a punk band, were they a metal band? It was kind of hard to tell, but right. you, you get, uh, you know, guys, guys with mohawks standing next to guys with long hair at the shows and, uh, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't really matter. Right. That's it. So, uh, Sometimes. just, Sometimes. just good hard rocking stuff. I, I really like this. Well, that's not a bad comparison to, uh, you know, think, Hey, these guys could be in that kind of uh category. Because um, that, that's like rock royalty, in my opinion, when you talk about Motorhead. So, yeah. so. you like it, Jerry? I do. The to me, that guitar riff is totally Satriani Ice Nine yeah. uh, from his <laughs> debut. I think yeah. it just just that sound, just mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I, I I like it because it 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 is. Jim's right. To me, I get kind of the way they're delivering. That's that's a little punkish. Mm-hmm. And, and then you hear the riff. No, that's a little. That's a little rock. That's a little. <laughs> So I do like it. I do yeah. like it. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very well done. Good deal. They very they, well done. Whatever, whatever you want to whatever you want to label it is great. Yeah. I don't well, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Call it call it punk, call it hard rock, call, call it, it what you whatever. want. Yeah, I don't care. I like it. it. It's entertaining. That's it. It's all that matters. Yep. It was um it was, of course I don't know if you got it from the uh, lyrics they are from Nashville. It was recorded at the yeah. at Shed Recordings. Uh was mixed at Drastic Sounds by a guy by the name of Matt Yunker. Uh, it was mastered by um, Black Matter Mastering um, by Dan Emery. Uh, Katie Turner does the uh, artwork for him. I guess they've got another um, EP out also, and uh, I think she did the artwork for that as well. These guys are on Facebook. Their, their music is on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on Bandcamp. And uh, I'm going to put the links on our uh, Facebook page. And our YouTube page also, so you guys can check them out, and I and as as, as well as the links to the uh, the shows that they've got coming up. So wonderful, good wonderful. stuff, good Just, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like it when young That's bands good. come up. I and like it. They sound yeah. fresh. Little attitude, little yeah. attitude, and a little sass. Yeah, you know, I like it. Catchy, yeah. sounds yeah. good. All right, well, that is Night Talkers. What do you got for us, Jim? Okay, so I found this band. They followed us on Instagram, and I'm going to, when it, when it showed up in the Instagram feed, I'm going to tell you right now, I am a sucker for any band that uses a mod target in their logo. <laughs> really? And the instant I saw that, I was like, I got to check these guys out, right. and so I did. And so the name of the band is The Sonics. You'll find them under The Sonics UK. Uh, they're a... Uh, new band. They're out of Essex, 
uh, in the UK, obviously. And uh, although the Essex, for some reason, I, I wouldn't know where Essex is. Right. But for some reason, it just makes it sound more authentic. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. It's like Def Leppard. The Sonics from Essex, UK. Yeah, right. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, fairly new band. They recorded this at the end of uh, 2018, but it's just been recently released. Uh, three guys. It's uh, Mark McLaren on lead vocals and guitar, Paul Hubbard on bass and backing vocals, and Paul Campbell on drums. Uh, I watched the video, and they uh, they just look mod as heck, and uh, which I just <laughs> love. I mean, Jim. yeah, uh, just the just the <laughs> whole look. And so uh, um, they uh, they list as uh, influences. You know, all the usual suspects, The Who, Small Faces, Kinks, oh, The Jam, Paul Weller. And uh, I, I wouldn't say they particularly sound like any of those, but they sound like kind of an amalgamation of that, like if you put them all in a blender and spit them out. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what you get. And so uh, anyway, I really like it. The name of the song is called State of Mind, and it's a song that uh, is around the theme of mental illness. No. And uh, and I'll, I'll say a little more about that after we uh, after we listen to the tune. So all right, I'm going to play it here. But what I want to say real quick is Sonics with a K, also because your spell you, check Mark. will take you someplace else every time. Yes. Okay. So let's let's spell that out. But we'll put a we'll put a link down below. Absolutely, we will. But S, it's the Sonics S O N I K S. Right. And. Uh, Let's, Thank let's, you for that. Let's take a listen. Yeah, yeah. Here's a song. It's State of Mind. Sonics with State of Mind. You know, it's funny when you hear happy music and the lyrics aren't so happy. 
know? know. It's a total uh, Van Halen trick, total yes. uh, Kiss trick, total uh, uh, any number of bands yeah. uh, do that same thing. And uh, Smiths come to mind, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, this real happy sounding music and the most depressing lyrics yeah. in the whole world. <laughs> I liked I liked the music though. It was like I say very catchy. Um had you had me matter of fact I've got a cramp in my um shin right now from tapping my toe. Uh, because it was a faster pace, you know. Right. <laughs> I think I need to take some ibuprofen after that, but um good, good recording. Yeah, good, good recording and uh and I don't know if you notice it, it doesn't really super stick out, but man, there's just some great bass work in there. Some total ent whistle, Bruce Foxton, little yes, in the background, fast little yep. lines in there, yep. man. Little this, rips. It's just yep. cooking along in some of those spots. I heard, yeah. I heard and, then, and then lays back with that just yeah. kind of easy thing where he follows a guitar. And, uh, right. there, there was some definite even Paul McCartney pops in there because you can just hear just. Yeah, it's reaching out to you. I was gonna you know? say, guys, it, it, even though it's new and fresh, Jim, I, I, I've heard that before. Yeah, it's got a very just familiar maybe, maybe sound. Right? The, the yeah. formula. The formula. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I like that. Yeah. I like yeah, that. There, were, there yep. were things about it that kind of immediately reminded me of the jam. Mm. And uh, But it doesn't sound like the jam, right? No. So it's... No. No. Yeah. Loved it. Loved <laughs> Good it. Stuff. So, Good stuff. Um, yeah, it's jamming uh, without the jam. It was record of the week on Mod Radio, and uh, it's already been streamed over 35,000 times. Wow. Um, so they're they're getting it out there. They're getting some uh, getting some play and uh, getting some recognition. Um, so the song, what I would like to say about it also is um, it it deals with the subject of mental illness. Right. But the proceeds from the song go to a charity called Mind, which is a mental health charity in England and Wales. It was founded Lesson. in 1946. Lesson. Uh, they offer information and advice to people with mental health problems, lobbies government and local authorities on their behalf. And it helps raise uh, public awareness about uh, mental health issues. Right. So um, so not only is it a great song, it supports a great cause. So, yeah, wonderful. Um, get, out there and, get out there and drop a buck on it, man. And, it's well worth the money. And yes. help, help some people out, right? Yeah. So yes. um, anyway, they're, uh, they released this. They recorded that last year. Uh, currently going back into the studio, re- working on an EP. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the EP. Very cool. I hope they release something physical, like a 10 inch or yeah, something would be would be vinyl. Mm. Well, you you were so happy to get your. Uh... I'll pay those import duties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Jim will. Jim will not. <laughs> Jim will not save money on imports, folks. Oh, <laughs> you got vinyl. You say vinyl imports. Jim is spending for the right for the right thing. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. Anyway, yeah, you were going to probably mention cheap cassettes, which I... I was going to say, yeah, you uh, were very happy to get that in the mail, so... Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. I always, you know, always look to see if bands have vinyl, and, and so few do now, because it's 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 not cheap to make, it's not cheap to reproduce as it used to be, so... Yeah. Everyone's doing well, short runs, and it's the price is prob- outrageous. Probably cheap if you're pressing out 50,000 of them, right? But, right, yeah. <laughs> a couple 300 now yeah. but still uh, worth it still worth stuff, it yeah so oh yeah oh yeah well, and especially signed right jim you got your signed and oh mm, that's wonderful stuff yeah it's it's, it's good collector's item yeah. so um the single is available on amazon music all right so um and some other formats that um i'm not so you can stream it on spotify you can stream it on deezer which Jeez. I'd never heard of. 
You can find them on YouTube. You can stream it on Tidal, T-I-D-A-L, another one I hadn't heard of. Uh, Amazon Music also, but buy it buy it on Amazon. I wonder if those are big platforms across the pond or something. Cause, uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering because, um, I mean, Spotify is really the only one I kind of kind of knew. Maybe I'm behind the times. I don't yeah. know. That's totally Maybe. possible. So well, We're probably all behind the times in Britain. Sonics uh, UK. We're, we're not over there. So. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. We are the mods, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Love all right. It. Well, those are three very different uh, artists that we've presented tonight. I like that. I like it when we have some variety in the mix there. That's good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Give, uh, give the listeners uh, some aural excitement. You know, that's always mm-hmm. a good thing to do. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's, um, let's move back in time, shall we? Let's go back mm. to, uh, you know, what a the, treat, you guys. The, the 70s. Way and, back. Um, the Wayback Machine, Mr. Yes. Peabody. I picked uh, Deep Purple Coming Machine Mr. Head. Wizard! <laughs> <laughs> I picked that album because um, it had the most tunes that I was familiar with from Deep Purple. Um, and not just Smoke on the Water, but Highway Star has always been one of my favorite songs of theirs, as was Space Trucking. I know Jim didn't care for the lyrics of Space Trucking, but a little bit of history on that is it's all... Ian Gillian just playing with words just and there's a lot of meaning to that song that the listener just doesn't get unless you're familiar with what unless you're on acid well that helps too (laughs) that helps too but that uh, that uh that particular just just saying folks don't hate me (laughs) space truck is a good jam it's only it's a damn good jam yeah yes yes Um, it is seven songs on a record seven songs back in the day uh, the longest song was Seven Minutes and Some Change, Lazy, which was kind of a jam. Had a One little, of my faves. Some blues and different mm. things to start off with. And it, it takes a while to get kicking, but once it does, they, they pick it up. and That's uh, a good song. What it's I liked about the album guys. is the good. recording itself. You know, we're talking about the beginnings of heavy metal, and it's such a clean sound. You know, it was... Every instrument is just crystal clear, and they didn't need tons of distortion. Ricky Richie Blackmore, you listen to a Strat, there's not a whole lot of distortion no. on that. No, it's got no. that that clean single coil, very clean yep. sound to it. John Lord's keyboards are more distorted than Richie Blackmore's guitar. That's, they're dirty keyboards, true. Frank. Yes. To get to your point, they're dirty, filthy dirty. keyboards, but they're clean. Yeah, and, and, and a rock album with keyboards. Woo. <laughs> If you took mm. that album and you took smoke, with, smoke on the Water out of it because everybody's heard it until they're, they're numb, um, yeah. you still have an excellent album. Uh, like I said, Highway Star and Space Trucking are my two favorite tracks on that album. And then Lazy is probably my least favorite, only because it goes on a little too long. And it reminds me of Deep Purple Live, where every song was a 10-minute song because they jammed. Yeah. You had <laughs> Blackmore on one side of the stage and Great John Lord on the other. Though. Oh, yeah, mm. but they just... They jammed. They didn't even know how to end songs. They just went back and forth until one of them, you know, raised the white flag. All right, I've broke a string, Richie. Hang on. We'll end it here. Excellent. That was the the original (laughs) band, the original members of uh, Deep Purple, as I remember them. You know, the (coughs) most classic lineup, in my opinion. I would agree. But one of my favorite albums from from the 70s. What did you think of it, Jim? Um, I, I... I kind of wanted to hate this album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, because um, 
because smoke because of the, the water was on it. No, not because smoke <laughs> of the water. Just just because it was too jammy, right? Mm-hmm. And so I loved it. Um, but that was their shtick. So Highway Star. Let me just say this: uh, my absolute favorite song on the album, mm-hmm. um, because that interplay between Blackmore and John Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not just meandering. I mean, it, it's really part of the composition. Right. It, it, it makes it makes sense in the whole. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. With the W. It's not. Folks, it's not just like okay, Richie, take a solo. Okay, John, right. take a solo. It's it's very contextual, and I and I think if you took it a lot of that out, uh, it's it's not as good a song. Right. Even though it's double the length of my normal. <laughs> there we go, folks. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like Smoke on the Water. Um, mm-hmm. That's just a classic riff. So when it comes on the radio, I, I crank it up, man. I don't go like, ah, oh, this is the millionth time. You know, it's. <laughs> I, I'm still, it, I'm it is. still down with it, and I love space trucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it's actually one of the shortest. Yes, it songs is. On the yeah. album. Uh, I, I really. I didn't want to like lazy, right? Because I it starts it. off and be, before there's even a. I think there's like three solos before we even get to the, <laughs> the first first verse, right? <laughs> yep. Well, they were but lazy. It was, but it was so. <laughs> it was so blasted infectious. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It had such a good groove to it, yeah. and I thought this is going to be the song I hate. And and I didn't. (laughs) What I was amazed. I liked it overall. You know, I think it's something that um, it's held up as one of the kind of great rock and roll albums, right? I I don't know. I read somewhere it was like number number thirty five out of top. But what I want to know: hundred best hard rock albums of all time, and and there's a reason for it because it's great. What I want to know is how is it. Most people have not heard of the other four songs on that album, other than Highway Star, Space Truck, and, and Smoke on the Water. Because if you ask anybody, oh, have you ever heard of Maybe I'm a Leo? Never heard. Who, who does that? I love Maybe I'm a Leo. The, the groove That's on that favorite. song it just is oh. awesome. Yeah. Oh. And the actual first single off the album was Never Before. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't it Smoke on the Water. It wasn't Highway no. Star. It wasn't, it, wasn't it, Space Trucking. Never yeah. Before is real poppy keyboard. Like yeah. as in poppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very pop-ish. Yeah. You liked it, Jerry? Yes, I did. I got right next to it. Very poppy, great keyboard. Yeah. Yes. And, and guys, thank you for turning my... I, I was not a Deep Purple fan, guys. Uh, you know, Smoke on the Water. And what I like about, uh, you know, when we pick an album, you, we all pick an album, is I get into it. And I put my ear things in, mm-hmm. to which now I can hear lyrics a right. lot better than the AM radio in 1970. Nine, and and it makes a lot more sense to me when you can hear those certain things. And and again, Jim, great bass work in here, great oh, yeah. keyboard work. Oh, and, and if you were to ask me, really... hey, what's a good rock and roll band that has a keyboard in it? I wouldn't know what to tell you, mm-hmm. but now I do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love I'm, this I'm, album. I'm not a huge organ fan, but like, there's no. just you you cannot fault. You cannot. It works fault here. John Lord's musicianship. No, I mean, this guy is just. Oh. Play yeah. some lights out, smoke and stuff. Yes, and Smoking. it works here. It and if works you here. if you listen to any of their thirty live albums, 
And, <laughs> that's uh, a kind estimate, Frank. My only issue with, with Deep Purple is every time one of them farted, they put out a live album. And so <laughs> they had those long jam sessions. Back to back the fecal matter. <laughs> ah, I must have had tacos for dinner. But anyways, <laughs> they had... They jammed, and they, they had these solos back and forth. And Richie took that with him to Rainbow, because I remember when I went and saw Rainbow, um, their, all their songs were super long, and they did the same thing. And they had the same type of Hammond organ and everything else, and it, it was just, like Jerry says, dirty, dirty organ. Oh, and filthy. more distorted than the guitars, but mm-hmm. yet they fought back and forth in the whole bit. Right. And, and that's, that's just a Richie Blackmore staple. He likes that. But you notice as Rainbow kind of went on, they became more concise, you know, more sort of radio hits, three-minute, four-minute song. I think a lot of that had Uh, to do with the the singers who were writing the actual lyrics. Probably so. Yeah. And I I think uh, that's not a bad thing because I think sometimes you need to rein in that. At the end of the day, you got to have songs. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Can't all just be jams. Can't all just be jams. And so I I don't know if this is true for you, Frank, but Mm. I I was a fan of Rainbow. Yes. And then I went back to Deep Purple mm-hmm. um, to kind of, you know, see see where, from whence it all sprang, yeah, I guess you could say. Face, yeah. well, and I, so I uh, I went out and bought, uh, I don't know, Deep Purple's Best of Deep Purple, mm-hmm. Deep Purple's Greatest Hits. And so that was sort of my, kind of what I had. I think I had a cassette copy or whatever. And, of course, it had Highway Star, Smoke on the Water. Right. My, my inter- they had three three songs off this album, at least. Right. Well, my introduction to Deep Purple is actually from my brother's eight tracks. He had um, Deep Purple at the Royal Albert Hall with some symphony or something. And it was them playing with a symphony. And um, they did all the hits. And I thought, boy, these songs would be really cool if you didn't have all these guys playing violins right here. Or you know, you didn't have going a on with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back as, as a youngster and listened to a lot of the older Deep Purple stuff, but I couldn't get into it back then because my attention span then was like kind of like yours now. Three minutes is about as long as it's going to be, and then I'm on to something else. Yeah. And um, So I didn't get deep into Deep Purple until, like you said, I listened to Rainbow, and I had all their stuff. From yeah. the Dio years all the way to JoLynn Turner, Graham Bonnet, the oh. whole bit. Then yep. I went back, and, and Deep Purple came back. They had a comeback album, the one you've talked about, Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers, yeah. yeah. Good album, yeah. but that's still, when you go back and listen to it, there's only a couple of songs on there that are really good rockers. And then it goes back again to the stuff of more of the trading off of the leads with, with John Lord and, and Richie Blackmore. I, I really like Perfect Strangers. Have you listened to it lately? Uh, no, but I loved it when it came yeah. out. Well, the, the, do, I, do I need to go back and revisit it? Is that please it is? do and tell me if you feel the same because I will. I will, I will do that. too. Because this is uh, yeah. I was not sorry to interrupt. I was not a Deep Purple fan. Yeah. Guys. I've heard Smoke on the Water. I've heard Space Truck and yada sure. yada. Go on to my kiss yeah. and Van Halen cars. But um, this album kicks. Is it's great, good all the way through. It, yeah, it's I love cover. it. I love it. And yeah. again, that keyboard thing, that filthy keyboard, what do I got here? Uh, <laughs> pictures of home. I've yeah. got keyboard, solo, and badass bass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's Glover. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, very bluesy, yeah. yes. very bluesy influence in a lot of it, you know. And then, yeah. you know, you got How Do We Start, which is just a flat out. Just a rocker. Rock yeah. and roll. I love it. I yeah. need it. Fantasticness. I, I just, oh, yeah. just lent my, um, Black Sabbath uh, Born Again album 
to Dominic, which is got Ian Gillian on vocals. Yeah. And uh, he had never heard it. So I'm waiting back to hear how he, what he thinks about that. Cause Ian Gillian was all proud. He says, I'm going to put some sex into black Sabbath because it doesn't all have to be all <laughs> really? and stuff. Yeah. So you can imagine the way he's screaming and yelling and everything over oh, the black Sabbath album. One of their best albums of non Aussie stuff. Uh, not not Dio quality. Here, here, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> it's not up there with Dio, but it is still. But oh, but what the, is the best a... Black Sabbath album has Ozzy singing on it, <laughs> and that's the name of that tune, huh? All right, or you could do the Cheech and Chong. Dominant stole my Black Sabbath <laughs> record, man. Uh, strong strong disagree on the whole. Yeah. Best I, uh, I, uh, best uh, Sabbath album had Ozzy on it. Uh, Mm. Well, I know, guys. We we've we've been here before. Well, yeah. that's why it what takes is, three of us. I'm about to ask you, what's this sound? Shoo, 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 shoo. That's the record skipping all on getting that same spot I know, we're, over, I know, we're, over and over. <laughs> we'll be arguing this point. I don't know from now until the cows. Well, come I'm telling you. Whatever, but. Yep. Shoo, 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 shoo. So okay, so Jerry, real quick, doesn't Michael Jackson do a song? Hold on, where he goes, hold on. The best, the best. Huge Black hit. Sabbath album has has Ozzy singing on it. Yes. And so, which album would that be? Their debut. I I I, I I'll stand by it. Debut. Okay. So everything after that was completely downhill. No, no, no. We sold our souls for rock and roll is great. That's some, That's no, best but of album. It, it, well, you know, but <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. Of course, it's great. I, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> when you can cherry pick the best tracks. Uh-huh. I'll take the debut. I'll take the debut. Really? Or right. Any any who else who else sang with Black Sabbath? Dio, Rico Kasich from the Tony Cars. Martin. Who else you got? Who else you got? Tony Martin. Black Sabbath is Ozzy. Look, Tony, Leisure, Bill. Three, three words that are going to put that to rest. Yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie, James, James Dio. Dio, baby. Yeah. Oz cannot change, hold change the, the whole to the man. landscape of the band. Well, no, no. If you want to go sonically and vocally, hey, who's the better singer, Ozzy or Dio? Well, I'd mm. say Dio in a heartbeat. Who's the best Black Sabbath singer? Ozzy in a in a landslide. <laughs> Oh, you just contradicted yourself, guys. Okay. No, I didn't contradict. You myself. just said Dio's a better singer <laughs> on his own. If you were to ask me who's a better vocalist, Ronnie James Dio or Ozzy Osbourne, I'd say, oh, Dio's a way better vocalist. Who's the best singer Sabbath ever has? Ozzy Glenn Hughes. Dio. <laughs> oh, Glenn Hughes. Now there's Glenn, a, there's that a album. With Glenn Hughes. Who else sang with Black Sabbath? Glenn who, Hughes. Who's next? Gillen, Taylor Swift. Tony she Martin. Do a song with Black Sabbath. Look, Ronnie James Dio. Ian Gillian. Uh, oh, I'll, take, I'll take any Killing of them. Me. I'll take any of them over Ozzy. Taylor Swift. <laughs> she didn't sing. Are with you Sabbath. sure she didn't record with Sabbath? Are you sure? Well, if she Hicks did, she, at least she'd sing it in tune. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure why we're belaboring the point. <laughs> anyway, so who's got the next pick? We're not for, gonna. We're not gonna get any anywhere with this. So. For the next episode, <laughs> no, is it? Is we it, do this. I, I no. I still love you guys, but the best Black Sabbath singer who sang for Black Sabbath and who sang for Black Sabbath is Pinchy Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, oh boy. He wasn't even the best harmonica player in the band. (laughs) Um, Certainly wasn't the best lyricist. No. Jeez, here we go. Uh, um, Who's got the next pick, Jim or Jerry? Jerry does. Jerry. Oh, ready? It's not gonna be Black Sabbath's debut. Pick up, yeah. Pick up. Pick any album, Black Sabbath debut or whatever. What's your? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a rocking album that I wore out. But you two heads might not. You guys will probably hate it. But I don't care. You ready? You know you don't For, care. 
Foreigner 4. All right. Easy, Frank. Are you assembling your fecal matter right now? No, I've got it. I've got that album. I, I wore it out. Did Foreigner you? Foreigner 4. Yeah. Sorry, I, I but... think I wore mine out, too, because I set my, my Pepsi on the cover. I was going to say, yeah. did you use it to keep the table level? Yes. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Are you reading spaghetti? Yeah. Good yeah, album. We're it it for that. Good album, good pick. <laughs> All right, hold That's on. So it. I, I got to look it up to see what's actually on it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, urgent. That'll clue you in. Yeah. But the whole album, Girl on the Moon's my fave. Now, Jukebox Hero. Jukebox Is Hero. Jukebox Hero in that, too? Yeah, and it's when they stripped it all down. Remember when Foreigner debuted? It's three Americans with three Britons. Mm-hmm. 19, 1981. Yeah, I believe it's 80. 81? Okay, yeah. And then they stripped it down. They got down to four members. This was uh, it was produced by Mutt Lang, too. Mutt. Waiting for a girl like you, Jukebox Hero, Break It Up, Luann. I, I haven't even heard of the last one. on the radio. <laughs> heard them all on the radio, guys. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, yeah, I'm not sure right about in the there last two. Journey and I, Sticks I, I don't know how many Sabbath I heard with Dio on the radio, but I sure heard a lot of Foreign or Four on the radio. <laughs> you guys, I love you, but... <laughs> Luann, are you? I serious? love you too, Jerry. Even when you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's that. that you know, that, that, don't hate me because I'm beautiful, Jim. You know, yeah. don't hate me. Keep going over those tunes. I I have to go back and actually listen uh, to them. Some of them yeah, you know the by radio. the by the titles. Heard them all on the radio. I'm sure you did. You listened to uh, KKDJ. That's why I was listening to KLOS back then. And KMT. KKDJ. <laughs> you mean KHJ? KHJ. KKDJ. <laughs> I never heard of KKDJ. You never what? heard of KKDJ? Real DJ? 10 They were like the, uh, KKDJ was like the um, direct. Uh, Is that like KNAC? What'd you call it? They were they were sort of, uh, so you had KMET and KLOS. Well, then you had right, KHJ, I remember that. KHJ no. and KKDJ were sort of. What was KKDJ? What was the station number? I probably Gosh. know it then. I don't even remember now. I don't know. I only remember their tagline. Their tagline was, if you're into rock, you're into KKDJ. Yeah. They didn't last long. No, I think KHJ well, buried them. Th- that's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's too many calls. Well, sorry, guys, there it is. Four but it was kind of kind of the exact same format. They yeah. kind of tried to do KHJ's format and didn't do it as well. Right. Well, good pick, Jerry. We'll have to go back and listen to it and um, wore just... it out behind the dairy. Yep. Up there, up, up, hey, upstairs. Frank. Yep, upstairs <laughs> with Doug. Doug. Yep. Dude. And and, and uh, who's this girl, Katie? Yeah. I, don't know. I don't remember that. Doug and Katie. Yeah. Katie. How funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry, well. folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you guys don't have anything else, you know, I guess we'll wrap it up then. And uh, you know what to say. The shop is closed. Shop Keep is rocking. closed. All right. Good night, people. <laughs> <laughs>